the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Spring and Patrick O'Hare, briefing.com. I start my morning every day checking out his writings at briefing.com on the page one. How are you, Mr. O'Hare? Good morning, Rob. I'm doing just fine. Thank you. So good, good, good. Um, markets, I'm not paying a lot of attention. I... Honestly, don't feel comfortable saying that out loud, but it's true. Um, it seems like we are going nowhere fast. Am I right, or how are things changed recently? Well, I th- yeah, I think you are right. You know, we certainly went somewhere really fast between you know that mid-February low and uh, and where we were just a few weeks ago. But uh, we saw the S and P 500 increase uh, of almost 17 percent uh, in less than three months' time. So. Uh, so that took us to the upper end of a of a trading range right around 2100, and things did slow down from there. And you saw some profit taking, and uh, saw some of the uh, uh, old issues creep back up, namely a, a uh, some renewed strength in the dollar that kind of put a cap on things. Um, so I think with that run that we've had. Um, it, you're going to see a period of consolidation, uh, and that's what's taking place here. You're just going to get some, probably some sideways action. And, and while today is shaping up to be a, a fairly good day at, at this juncture, um, you know, I think it's, I think you're just going to be continuing to look at these types of seesaw uh, days, particularly with a lot of uh, important events looming uh, next month. You recently wrote, just this morning, you talked about Greece being brought back up as far as talks go of, again, bailing out. It seems like that was a story about 12 months ago. Um, why is Greece coming back up, and is it important for us to pay attention to? Well, you know, it is, it's coming back up just because, you know, they're uh, on the cusp of, you know, needing, uh, you know, another bailout tranche. And, um, and I think it's becoming uh, an issue, again, not not the major issue that it was, but just only because you also have the Brexit vote that's hanging out there in June. Um, you've had those uh, other reports in recent weeks about, you know, Italian banks having some difficulties. And so it's it's kind of indicative of just some, some broader macro issues that continue to hang over the Eurozone and continue to hold back growth in the Eurozone, whether it's Greece or Italy or successionist movements in, you know, in Spain, uh, as well as the, you know, as I alluded to earlier, the the upcoming vote in the U.K. about whether they're going to exit the E.U. or not. 
Um, so, you know, we know uh, from recent years, obviously, Greece proved to uh, create a great deal of upset, certainly a lot of headline upset. And, of course, in every instance, there was some type of kick-the-can-down-the-road approach that sort of placated markets and uh, and at the same time spurred the ECB to go ahead and provide more stimulus. And so, um, so to hear that there could be possible debt relief now um, or that, you know, Germany's not going to be as uh, recalcitrant in its stance with respect to providing more bailout aid to to Greece. It just kind of removes a potential negative uh, for the market, and the removal of that potential negative is is construed as a positive. And so, for today, anyway, you know, nothing has been agreed to, um, but the headlines, the tone of the headlines, sounds reassuring that the market's not going to have to be caught up with another mess in Greece and the negotiations surrounding its bailout here uh, as the summer approaches. What do you make of headlines like today? You get Bank of America Merrill Lynch, head of U.S. equity and quantitative strategy, warning of a vortex of negative headlines, amongst them the Brexit vote, the June decision on the Federal Reserve, and the U.S. election. Um, you're telling me on one hand don't get concern, too concerned. Is this concerning to you, or is this are those three uh, – issues manageable well there there certainly uh, are known issues in, from the standpoint that you can expect there to be some really big headlines in june because you've got an opec okay. meeting at the start of the month you've got the fomc meeting at the middle of the month and then you have that brexit vote uh, i believe on june 23rd so um you know, I think in terms of what they're alluding to is that you're going you're gonna to hear a lot of speculation uh, leading up to those particular events, and that's going to create some headline volatility, I think, in terms of, you know, the quoting of the unnamed sources saying one thing's going to happen and then another unnamed source saying the opposite's going to happen. And so um, it, it's the type of thing that, as I mentioned earlier, you know, as we move closer to June, you probably have a market you know, that's hot off of a, of a huge rally, just kind of consolidating really more sideways trading because it knows there are some important events hanging out there in June uh, that could create increased volatility uh, and potentially uh, elevate, you know, downside risk if they don't break in the favorable manner that uh, this headline-driven market has grown accustomed to seeing for many years now. <clears throat> What else are you looking at right now that you find important for us to take a look at? Well, starting to look, you know, more at the, the retail group. Um, there, you know, as you get to the end of an earnings reporting season, that's when the retailers uh, check in with their results, and you know, not hearing a lot of great things. I mean, the uh, the warning from Gap last night was was uh, really bad. Uh, Gap, of course, has some company specific issues, but it's also part of that. Um, you know, the larger affliction for the retail sector that stemmed from cooler temperatures in April, as well as the difficulties in driving traffic to malls and, and, and the like, and as well as the online competitive presence there. So, uh, you know, when we hear a lot about, obviously, the, the consumer should be in better spending shape these days with the um, pickup in employment and with the drop in gas prices, um, you know, you're not seeing in these same store sales results out of the retailers really a whole lot of spending uh, uh, vitality. Uh, generally speaking, there's pockets, of course, where there are always always going to be the case. There's some pockets of strength, but in a general sense, you know, consumer spending, what we're seeing out of these retail 
sales reports is that consumer spending continues to be pretty constrained here, um, and I think that that relates in large part to a lot of, um, you know, festering uncertainty there about, uh, you know, potential income gains, uh, job security. Um, you could probably toss in on the margins some of the uncertainty related to the presidential politics, uh, and uh, and really kind of also I think just some of the. Uh, uh, lingering effect of that financial crisis where consumers realized that uh, they were in a pinch when they lost their jobs, and so now they're more inclined to save more these days than to spend more. Uh, and that, of course, is holding back you know, overall GDP growth, but it's hopefully providing some measure of uh, peace of mind for consumers as they attempt to save more in the event that they fall into a, a difficult circumstance in the future. I think we saw some economic data last week that said something along the lines that I interpreted somewhere along the lines that we're not going to create as many more jobs as we have been, but we did see wages start to creep a little bit higher, which is, I consider that a positive. Um, what did you see in the jobs report last week, and am I interpreting it correctly? No, I think you are, Rob. I think you're right on. I mean, it, 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 you know, everyone wanted to paint the April employment report as a real disappointment, and they pointed to the, you know, to the non-farm payrolls number as, uh, as the basis for that. And, you know, I mean, really, when you're, when you have such a large uh, base, you know, uh, 151 million people working, I believe thereabouts, um, you know, a small deviation from the consensus estimate of what the actual number was really doesn't even register in the grand scheme of things. And I think what was really more important from that report, the bigger takeaway, is that average hourly earnings growth did pick up. It was up 2.5% year over year. That's near the highest level we've seen in, in close to seven years. Uh, and that is a really important driver, or should be, or can be anyway, to uh, to help drive increased spending activity uh, that will then lead to stronger levels of growth as uh, businesses start to feel better about expanding capacity and hiring yet more people to meet increased demand. So, um, you know, at the same time, though, that pickup in average hourly earnings, I think, for a data-dependent Fed could potentially be a focal point that, that might invite uh, an earlier-than-expected rate hike from the Federal Reserve, perhaps in June. Uh, and that would certainly be a surprise for the market, maybe not a, a positive one, at, at least initially. But, um uh, but it's moving in the right direction there, all things considered, as it relates to being a benefit for the consumer and the uh, and the U.S. economy. So we'd like to see that trend continue. Anything else that you want to do a last-second tip in on as we've got about a minute left? Um, gosh, you know, I just continue to run through the, the earnings results here that we've seen in the first quarter. They have been better than expected. That's no surprise. Uh, still not all that enthused by what we're seeing in terms of the guidance. Uh, second quarter estimates have continued to come down. Uh, and right now we're looking at about 0.2% overall earnings growth in 2016. And that's, you know, one of the main factors why I think that returns in 2016 are probably still going to be quite modest for the market overall. I think a strong dollar can help the market or a weak dollar can help the market in the back half of the year? Uh, it could certainly help, uh, you know, help uh, the translation effect for U.S. multinationals uh, should help boost dollar-denominated commodity prices, and it certainly will help from a sentiment standpoint with participants knowing that a stronger dollar helped drive things down because it, it led to lower earnings uh, from a number of those multinational companies. Last question. Sell it may and go away? Uh, I'm sorry, I missed that. Last question. Sell in may and go away? <laughs> um, 
You know, not necessarily. I think you just you kind of stand pat, maybe take something off the table, but not necessarily like, you know, liquidate, so to speak. Um, you've had a big gotcha. run, so I think you take some money off the table on some of those issues that had some outsized gains and, and rotate into some other areas that might have trailed uh, the overall action and where you might see some better long-term uh, opportunities right now. I appreciate all your efforts. It's Patrick O'Hare with Briefing.com. I start my day every day reading page one. Briefing.com, a non-biased source of information. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 